eyes now. But today, our eyes see at him. Our eyes see at him. Our eyes see at him. Welcome on your tire. Lift your two hands above your head. Clap your hands with joy. Let's receive our papa. Amen. Father, we rejoice that we are found in you and complete in you. Thank you for this, another opportunity to minister to your very precious people. Revelation knowledge is gifted everybody under the sound of my voice. Whatever is not planted by God is rooted out. Your people are built up, equipped, edified, and Jesus is glorified. Thank you for the blessing in this service. At the end of this service, nobody lives the same way they came. In Jesus' name we pray. And every believer sees a powerful amen. amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our faith together. As we say these words, I am born of God. I am born of the word. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus' name, and every believer says a powerful amen. amen. Well, I want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all of our social media community. We're so glad to welcome all of you to the service. We also want to welcome the Aquaibom State community connected to the service right now by way of Comfort FM, XLFM, Radio Aquaibom, Passion FM, Inspiration FM, and Heritage FM. We're glad to welcome all of you to the service. Do me a favor, call a friend, a family member, ask them to tune to this radio station right now. Life is flowing through the airwaves. Our social media community, like you've always done, let's flood the earth with the fragrance of Jesus' grace. Let's bring the knowledge of Christ to every household. Share the video. Put them in as many groups as possible. Put them all over the place. Let's flood the earth with the truth of Christ Jesus. All our campuses, we want to welcome all of you to the service this morning. Brothers and sisters around the world, we're so glad to welcome every one of you to this great word feast this morning. Is there anybody excited about the service this morning? Ready for the word? Can we celebrate the word of God with a shout? Glory! Amen! Well, grab your pen, your notebook, your Bible, and your phones, and you can be seated with your sweet, smart self as we get into the world. <clears throat> well, first of all, help me up, get your phones, go to your phones quickly, share this service in as many groups as possible. Quickly, get the service on all the platforms, put them on all the various platforms. Also, <clears throat> yeah, get them on various platforms. And then also, if you observe on my Facebook page right where you're going, you will see a Christmas song that was done by Jael on my page. Help me share it also. Let it go around and bless people around the world. That video is there, you know, um, by Neptune Tree Studios. Now, while you're doing all of that, I want to use the opportunity to appreciate all the brethren in Kenya. I was in Kenya last week. Um, I was there for about two weeks. You know, um, we went there to visit the brethren in Kenya all over the place where we have campuses, as many of them as we could. And I want to specifically appreciate Pastor Jane and her team over the Eastern African region. 
We got into Mombasa. From Mombasa, we went to Nairobi. From Nairobi, we went to uh, Nakuru. From Nakuru, we went to Eldoret. And these are all different, different locations. Some of them we had to fly one hour. So you have an idea of what I'm talking about. But you know, I was so blessed by the brethren, their commitment, their service, and their dedication to Christ. When we got to Mombasa, we discovered that Pastor Jane had already flown there with all of our power voices. Same spirit in you guys, the same spirit in those guys. Very sacrificing. They all flew to Mombasa to be with us in Mombasa with all of their protocol people from Nairobi. Then when we, we flew back to Nairobi together with them, then they drove, all of them drove with me to Nakuru, both protocol, the whole choir. Then we all came back, and they sponsored themselves, you know. We all came back to Nairobi. Then when I went to Eldoret, they sent a team to Eldoret with me, you know, and all of this was taken care of by themselves. And I said to Pastor Jane, this is capacity. I'm really impressed. You know, those brethren really impressed me. I was really happy to see what is going there. I want to use the opportunity to appreciate, you know, the choir was headed by Sister Karu Halloween. And the ushering department that followed us around, Deaconess Vicky, thank you. Hospitality team that followed us around was headed by Sister Keru Mugera. And the protocol was Brother Waweru, Brother Juram, Simon, Malia, Mungu, Deacon Francis, and, you know, all of them went around the whole place with me. And, of course, you know, the following campus coordinators followed us around. Uganda Kampala, Brother Alban, was also around the whole place with us and he was even the one typing my scriptures and he was really good then we had pastor edwin from lodwa pastor geoffrey from meru uh, pastor mcqueni i mean from mcqueni pastor justice you know and it was just wonderful and then when we went to when we went to eldorate you know pastor karanja or coordinated pastors and we had a very big ministers conference it was quite an exciting time. So once again, East Africa, thank you, Pastor Jim and, and, and the team. Uh, we're coming back next year to Kenya because I believe God wants us to focus a little on Kenya. We're coming back there and we're looking forward to having a wonderful time with the brethren in Kenya. Can we clap for all of these brethren in Kenya? <laughs> Glory to God. I've also been, you know, last Sunday our Osho the campus in Lagos launched. Last Sunday, um, they meet at Preskin Hotel, 50 International Airport Road, beside Golden Tulip Hotel. So all of you in Lagos who are in that part of town in Oshodi, we have a campus there, and make sure you worship with them at the address I have mentioned. Amen. Are you excited this morning? All right, let's get in the word. Romans chapter 8, verse number 14. Romans chapter 8, verse number 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Next verse. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Next verse. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. So we began to look at the fact that the believer is in Christ. The believer's life is the life of Christ. That's in Romans chapter 8 verse 2. He says, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. So that means that the believer has totally been established 
in the new birth. He has a new life. He has a new spirit. And the spirit is life. The spirit of God is now the life of the believer. The believer does not have a life outside of Christ. His life is Christ's life. The believer has died. Christ is his life. Brother John will say when Christ who is our life shall appear. We shall appear with him in glory. So the spirit is life. That means the believer is carried by the spirit. Ago. As many as are led carried ago by the spirit. They are the sons of God. That is a vital truth about sonship. And that vital truth is that the man that is born again has the spirit of God or the DNA of God in him. He has the DNA of God in him. Now, so we began to look at the plan, following the plans concerning leadings and perceptions. We established that tongues plus interpretation of tongues is prophecy. Tongues plus interpretation of tongues is prophecy. And then let's look at how people were led. Acts chapter 13, verse number 1. Acts chapter 13, verse number 1. Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger and Lucius of Cyrene and Manian which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. Next verse. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted. Look at the environment, the atmosphere they created. They ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work we are unto, I have called them. The Holy Ghost said, while they were ministering, not while they were, you know, watching some funny stuff. While they were ministering to the Lord in fasting and prayer, the Holy Ghost said, so that means while they were ministering and worshiping the Lord, they had supernatural utterances. When you see the word the Holy Ghost said, it means tongues and interpretation. Which means that Brother Paul received direction by supernatural utterance. Look at verse 3 of Acts chapter 13. He received direction by supernatural utterance. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away in response to what the Holy Ghost said. In response to what the Holy Ghost said. So brother Paul received direction by supernatural utterance. Look at other places. Acts chapter 20 verse 22. Acts chapter 20 verse 22. And now behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. Alright? I go bound in the spirit. Alright? Now, and I'm going to explain that in a few minutes. Observe in Acts chapter 16, verse 6. Acts chapter 16, verse 6 and 7. Now when they had gone through Phagia and the region of Galatia, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. Next verse. After they were come to Mysia, they are said to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. They were forbidden. Then the next place, the Spirit suffered them not. Now, did they see anybody? No. How were they forbidden, and how did the Spirit suffer them not? By supernatural utterances. 
by supernatural utterances. So look at how consistently people's ministries were being guided by supernatural utterances. How ministries were guided by supernatural utterances. We read Timothy. Look at Acts chapter 16 verse 6. Timothy and Paul. When they had gone through Phagia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. You could see that their ministries were led by tongues and interpretation of tongues. Look at Acts chapter 2 verse 4. Acts chapter 2 verse number 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. The first place where you hear the word the Spirit in Acts chapter 2 is that verse 4. The Spirit. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak as the Spirit. The law of first mention. Now the first time you hear the word the Spirit in the book of Acts. And when you hear the Spirit, he is talking about utterance. They began to speak as the spirit. So in the law of first mention in the book of Acts, the spirit refers to utterance. They spoke as the spirit. So the spirit refers to people speaking primarily. People speaking. When you hear said, the Holy Ghost said, he is referring to utterances. Supernatural utterances. How does the Holy Ghost say? Via tongues and interpretation of tongues. Look at Acts chapter 11 verse 27. Acts chapter 11 verse 27 to 28. And in these days came prophets from Jerusalem unto Antioch. 28. And there stood up one of them named Agabus and signified by the spirit that there should be great dirt throughout all the world which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar, Agabus. How did he signify by the Spirit? He spoke to them by utterances. Utterances. It shows you that in the speaking, what could be in the speaking will be revelation and information. Remember in the first service we say, the purpose of language is to convey a thought a plan, a purpose to convey an information or to convey revelation. That is the purpose of language. So which means when they spoke in tongues, they were conveying revelation or an information. And if it is in tongues, it will come out as a mystery. It will come out as a mystery in tongues. Then when it is interpreted, it will be revelation. When tongues are spoken, they come out as a mystery. When tongues are interpreted, they become revelation. So, when interpreted, it becomes an information. Just like Acts 13.3 where we saw. So, when it comes to leadings, there is a reason angels steps into direction. Why do angels sometimes steps into direction? There is a reason. Pay attention. 
you will find out that angels often step in when the man is either confused or when he is learning or doesn't know what to do. That is when angels step in. Angels don't guide us. Angels don't give direction. But when you have direction and you're confused, sometimes angels step in to help. They don't give direction. So which means angels are secondary. The primary way we receive guidance and information is via supernatural utterance. The primary way we receive guidance and direction and leadings of God is via supernatural utterance. The utterance gifts. Utterance gifts. Tongues, interpretation, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, utterance gifts. Look at Acts chapter 8 verse 26. Acts chapter 8 verse 26. <clears throat> and the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip saying... Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. Now, if you observe, angels are never detailed. The angel didn't tell him what to do. The angel didn't tell him how to do it. He just told him, arise and go, because he needed that secondary help. Philip needed that secondary help to move down to Gaza. Then in Acts chapter 8 verse 29, watch this. Acts 8 29. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, you see that? It wasn't the angel that told Philip. The angel only helped him from confusion, but the primary direction was the Spirit. The Spirit said unto Philip, join this chariot. Join this chariot. Let's examine somebody else. Acts chapter 5 verse 19. Acts chapter 5 verse 19. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, next verse, Go stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. What are the words of this life? The angel did not know. So no details. Go speak to these people. The words of this life. First of all, there's no such use of words in doctrine. Words of this life. Not even go and speak the gospel or the message of Christ. Words of this life. Okay? So, when angels appear, they don't have details. Look at when the angel appeared to Cornelius, he said, send for a man. Send for a man. Even if the angel try, he doesn't know what to say. So never let an angel lead you. An angel can help by the way. But an angel is not solely responsible for leading. In 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 10 to 12, he said the angels desire to look into salvation. They desire, they don't have details. In Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10, put it up for me. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10 to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. 
So it is a church that instruct or teach angels what to do. We shall see the limitation of angels in this series. Now, if you observe people that have been led or have been misled doctrinally, if you observe people that have been misled doctrinally, many of them are via angelic appearances and obviously fallen angels. So Acts 8.26, the angel said, Acts 8.29, the spirit gave details. Look at Acts chapter 12 verse 8. Peter again. Acts chapter 12 verse 8. And the angel said unto him, Guard thyself, bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. When we get to the issue of brother Paul in Acts 27, the angel was there to preserve life. Not to give Paul guidance. Paul said the angel of the Lord stood by me last night and told me that there shall be no loss of any man's life. The angel told him what he came to do. He came there to provide deliverance. He came there to preserve life. Now everybody say with me very loud supernatural utterances carry direction for the church of God. Say it again supernatural utterances carry direction for the church of God. Did you notice that so far we have read a lot about ministers and supernatural utterances. They are going to do ministry and they were guided by supernatural utterances. We saw Timothy, we saw Paul severally, supernatural utterances. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 19 to 20. First Thessalonians 5 19 to 20. Quench not the spirit. Next verse. Despise not prophesyings. Next verse. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Prove all things. Now the impression you will have is that when prophecies come, you have to prove them. That's the impression you have. But that's not what he is saying. Prove all things. So he started with quench not the spirit. In lyrical Greek, quench not the spirit means do not put out the fire. Quench not the spirit. Do not put out the fire. Is a Greek word S-B-E-N-U-M-I. S-B-E-N-U-M-I. Subinumi. Sunumi. Subinumi. Alright. Subinumi. Put not out the fire. It always has fire. That Greek word. Subinumi. It always has fire. Look at Matthew 25 verse 8. Matthew 25 8. Uh, Matthew 25. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. You can also read Matthew 20, 12 20 when you get home. Matthew 12 20, where that word is used. Mark 9 48. 
Mark 9.48, Mark 9.44 and 46, Mark 9.44 and 46, Ephesians 6.16, quenching every fiery dart, fiery, fiery, having fire, having fire. Hebrews 11.44, Hebrews 11.44, put it up for me. Hebrews 11.44 I mean Hebrews 11.34 Hebrews 11.34 Quench the violence of fire Quench the violence of fire So that means if we're going to retranslate it It will be put out not the fire of the spirit Put not out the fire of the spirit. Quench not the spirit. So the question is, what is the fire of the spirit? Notice in Acts chapter 2 verse 4. Acts chapter 2 verse 4. Put it up. Acts 2 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues. As the spirit gave them utterance. In verse 3 he says, There appeared unto them. Acts 2 3. There appeared unto them clothing tongues like as of fire. Like as of fire. Referring to utterances. Like as of fire. Clothing tongues. Like as of fire. Referring to utterances. So when he says, quench not the fire of the spirit. He now says, Despise not prophesyings. Despise not prophesying. So what is the fire of the spirit? Supernatural utterances. Supernatural utterances is the fire of the spirit. So question. Who is in charge of the fire of the spirit? Who? You. So since you are in charge... Put not out the fire of the spirit. So how do you not put out the fire of the spirit? Huh? By speaking. Speaking what? Tongues and interpretation. So when you speak in tongues and interpretation, what are you doing? You are setting yourself aglow. You are setting yourself aglow. When you start speaking in tongues and interpreting tongues, you are setting yourself on fire. And that is how to quench not the spirit's fire. So you know how to get direction. You know how to get direction. Before you pray, you have direction. Say with me everybody very loud. I do not need direction. I have direction. Don't go to prayer for direction. That is living in unbelief. The only reason why I pray is to listen well so I receive. I already have direction. I pray so my mind can receive understanding of the direction in the spirit. My mind. 
Then he says, despise not. That word despise not means to esteem lightly. That is when something is despised, it is not used. So if it is not despised, it is used. Despise not. Don't treat lightly. Then he now says, prove all things. Prove all things. The Greek word for prove all things is the word dokimazo. Dokimazo. To test forth. Dokimazo. Now in Bible interpretation, watch this. Watch this. Quench not negative. Despise not negative. Then the next statement does not have not. Proof. So proof cannot be negative. Proof will be positive. Quench not negative. Proof, I mean, uh, despise not negative. Proof. He didn't say prove not. Quench not, despise not, prove. So proof will be positive. Prove all things. It's not saying when there's a prophecy, be suspicious. Be checking to prove. No. Proof there is not negative. It's not criticize. It's dokimazo. Used for carrying out experiment. When you start to test, like you're testing something, you're proving something. Okay, to test something. It's the same word used in Romans 12 too. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That you may prove there is that you may dokimazo. That you may approve. Approve. So you change the word proof to approve. Or to acknowledge. That you may approve and acknowledge what is that good and perfect will of God. Dokimazo. Prove all things. Dokimazo all things. What are all things? Prophecies. Put to acknowledge prophecies. Acknowledge. Acknowledge. Recognize prophecies. Prove all things. Prove all things. What is all things? Prophecies. Acknowledge prophecies. Because the context is prophecy. Then hold fast that which is good. Question. What is that which is good in that context? Prophecies. Hold fast prophecies. Acknowledge prophecies. Quench not the spirit's fire. Despise not prophesying. Acknowledge prophecy and hold fast prophecy. Are we teaching? Hold fast that which is good. So experiment the things of God. How do you experiment the things of God? Put it to work. Don't carry prophecy and sit down feeling like a big man. Go around prophesying. Put it to work. Put it to work. Experiment. 
prophesying. Experimenting the things of God. When he used it in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 4. 1 Thessalonians 2 4. But as we were allowed of God to put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but God which tried our hearts. Tried our hearts, there is approved of God. But God who approves of us. Approves, try. It's not like God is trying us. It's that God approves of us. So, approved of God, not criticized. So, approve all things. That is, allow prophecy. Allow it. Like he said in Corinth, do not forbid tongues. Covert to prophesy. Covert to prophesy. Leadings and perceptions will become very, very available when we start to tongue and interpret. Supernatural utterance. Same thing is saying to the church in Thessalonians. So how do I put out the spirit's fire? By not prophesying. If you want to quench the fire of the spirit in your life, don't prophesy. If you want to put the spirit's fire out, don't prophesy. If you want to be aglow in the spirit, prophesy. Prophesy. Tongues and interpretation. Supernatural utterance. So what is good about prophecy? Hold fast to that which is good. What is good? Prophesying is good. Prophesying is good. So hold on to prophesying. How? By prophesying. Hold on to prophesying. How? By prophesying. Let me ask all of you a question. Look at me. This will help a little bit with those who are still struggling with interpreting tongues. If I walk to Pastor Raymond down and say, Pastor Raymond, ya kamata katashi. Ya kamata katashi yenzu yenzu. I'm the one speaking. I know what I am saying. He is hearing mystery. He will not know what I am saying till I interpret. Because I'm the one speaking, I know what I am saying. Therefore, I can interpret what I am saying. I'm saying, now interpretation. You need to stand up right now. See? But he didn't understand. To him it was a mystery. But to me it is not a mystery. Because I'm the one that spoke. When you speak tongues. You have the interpretation. Therefore go ahead. And interpret. Somebody said. I don't know what to interpret. Start. The same way you spoke. Is the same way you interpret. 
You are the one to interpret. You spoke it. The same spirit that spoke through you, the tongue, is the same spirit interpreting the tongue and the spirit is yours. By my spirit. The spirit is my spirit or our spirit. Identification. I did a full teaching on interpreting tongues. I think it's about six, part one to six or so. Tongues and interpretation. Now, what is good about prophesying? First Corinthians 14 verse 3. Somebody getting blessed? 14 verse 3. Fourteen. But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. And exhortation and comfort. And comfort. So, it's not three things. It's one thing explained three ways. Verse 5. Look at verse 5 of 1 Corinthians 14. I would that you all speak with tongues, but rather that you prophesy. For greater is he that prophesied than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret that the church may receive edifying. He doesn't talk about exhort. He doesn't talk about comfort. He now zeroes it down to edifying. Look at another verse there in same chapter, verse 12 and 13. Verse 12 and 13. Even so ye, for as much as you are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that you may excel to the edifying of the church. So edifying again. 13. Verse 13. Wherefore let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. Look at verse 16. Same chapter. Else, when thou shalt bless with the Spirit, how shall he that occupy the room of the unlearned say Amen at thy giving of thanks? Seeing he understandeth not what thou sayest. Look at verse 26 now. How is it then, brethren, when you come together, every one of you had a psalm, had a doctrine, had a tongue, had a revelation, had an interpretation, let all things be done unto what? Edifying. So he first of all talked about exhort, comfort, edify. Then he now begins to use only edify, 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 edify. Because comfort and exhort, all of it is to explain edification edification. So the regular word there is edification. It's just like John chapter 3 verse 5. Except a man be born of water and of the spirit. Then after he now used water symbolic, he didn't use water again. He now began to say that which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. That is a man that is born of the spirit is like the wind that bloweth. So he goes ahead to only zero in on spirit. He doesn't use water again. Why? Because water is symbolic of the spirit. So why did he just say, why did he just use edification? Because edification is to exhort and to comfort. When you are edified, you are 
you have exhortation and comfort. Which means exhortation and comfort are adjectives of describing edification. Exhortation is a Greek word parakleo or paraklesis. It means to come close, come close, come close, come close. You know, uh, paraklesis. To come close and assist. Then there's a word comfort. The word comfort is a Greek word paramutua. It's P-A-R-A-M-U-T-E-A. Paracleo is P-A-R-A-K-L-E-O. Or paraklesis. It means to come to your level. Paramutua. To come to your level. While paracleo is to come close. Paramotio, to come to your level. Notice, that comfort in scripture is not to hug. Let me comfort you. So I hug you. Boom. No. That's not what he's talking about here. <laughs> the comfort here is comfort by speaking. Speaking by the Holy Ghost. Comfort by speaking. In Acts chapter 9 verse 31. Are you learning something? Acts 9 31. Then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Ghost. We are multiplied. Fear of the Lord and comfort of the Holy Ghost. What is comfort of the Holy Ghost? All trans gifts. All trans gifts. Tongues, interpretation, prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom. Comfort of the Holy Ghost. What is the good in prophecy? It builds us up. Prophecy builds us up. When we receive prophecy, we are built up. The word okodomio in the Greek is the word edification. Oikodomio. Oikodomio. O-I-K-O-D-O-M-E-O. Oikodomio. Edification. Please is exhort, not exalt. Exhort. Exhort. E-X-H-O-R-T. Exhort. Not exalt. E-X-A-L-T. Exhort. To exhort. To comfort. So edification, it, it is for something. Why are we built up? The same thing in Ephesians 4, 11 to 13. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers in view of the equipping of the saints to do the work of ministry. Why? That the body of Christ may be built up, may be edified, built up. So edification has a purpose. We don't just edify you for edifying. We edify you for a purpose. Why am I built up? 
Why is Dr. Damina teaching me every Sunday? Why am I sitting down to make notes every Sunday? For the work of the ministry. Don't be a waster of grace. I'm not teaching so that you will be shining around with knowledge. You are being taught to do the work. That's the intent of teaching. So you can do the work. Why did you read engineering if you are not going to practice? Why did you spend your time reading law for how many years if you are not going to practice? Why are you wasting resources? You don't have to go to school. You don't have to. You can do public education, I mean adult education just for communication. And you can do whatever you want to do as long as you don't require education. But if you go to school at all, you must put to use what you are being taught. Am I teaching here? So if you read engineering, why are you reading engineering? To practice. Why am I teaching you the word of God now? To do the work of what? And if you are not doing ministry, what are you? You are a waster of grace. Because grace and peace is multiplied by knowledge. So why is grace multiplying in your life by knowledge? To use it for ministry. If you are not using it, what are you? A waster of grace. Brother Paul said, we have not received the grace of God in vain. We are not just learning so that we go around saying epignosis. Epignosis. That is somebody's language. That you said epignosis doesn't mean you are anointed. It's Greek. And there's a country where that is their language. It's like speaking a Bibio. The fact that you're speaking a Bibio doesn't mean you're anointed. Anybody can speak. So that you're speaking epignosis or koidomio. Eh? Eh? <laughs> Ototobio. Eh? Sunesis. Parabasis. Paralagizomai. You sound... You, you sound like a clown. Because as people are looking at you, you are just acting. The purpose for all of that is for you to do ministry. So that when you are raising disciples, you are able to have utterance. You have ability to communicate, to convey knowledge. So you equip others. That's the essence of ministry. That's why you are born again. You are not born again to sit down in these comfortable chairs and sleep. That's a word of knowledge. Turn to your neighbor if he's sleeping. Clean his face with a slap. Tell him we came to study, not to sleep. But look at his muscles well before you slap him. So that he will not retaliate and you say his papa. <laughs> Tell your neighbor you're learning to do ministry. For the edification of the body of Christ. For the equipping of the saints. Why? To do the work of ministry. Every man a minister. Every believer in ministry. Somebody say I hear you. And the tools for this ministry is prophecy, interpretation of tongues, tongues, all of that will be useful in doing ministry. It will bring edification. So, edification has a purpose. So, when it says prophecy is for education, 
I mean edification. What is that purpose? Comfort and exhortation. To comfort and exhort people. So paracleo or paraclesis means to come near to call or to call to come close. To come near to call or to call to come close. Which means that word carries direction and instruction. It carries direction and instruction. So when we speak prophecy, we are calling someone's attention. We are coming close to call. So what is good about prophecy? It is for our edification. What is in our edification? We are called near. Or it comes near to talk to us. Edification. That means prophecy speaks to us. Prophecy speaks to us. We come near to talk. Prophecy speaks to us. Hallelujah. Remember the other guy could not say amen at thy giving of thanks. Which means he could not receive what you spoke. So in interpreting tongues, you are empowered to receive from what is spoken. You are empowered to receive from what is spoken. An edification must always have a result. So prophecy is good. When prophecy is given, there is edification. What is edification? Comfort and exhortation. That which comes to my level to call me or to draw me close. That which comes to my level to call me or to draw me close. You know. Are you watching? That which comes to my level. To call me. Or to draw me close. Somebody feeling totally unfit for the work of God. And you walk to him and you say to him. There is a call upon your life. And the resources you need are already supplied. All you've got to do is yield. And as you yield that call will find expression. You are very vital in the plan and in the purpose of God. When you speak those words to somebody that is feeling totally unfit, you power him. Suddenly he's built up. Suddenly his hope comes alive. Suddenly he begins to feel important in the plan of God. What brought that? Prophecy. So prophecy builds up and Points you to a purpose. Prophecy doesn't tear down. Prophecy doesn't tear down. Prophecy does not destroy. It builds up. It builds up. That's why Paul will tell Timothy not to forget the prophecies that called him close. Not to forget the prophecies that called him close. 
I still remember all the key prophetic things that have been spoken over my life. I still remember them. Some of them I even remember where and when. I remember specifically where and when those prophecies were given to me. Specifically. Even as I'm speaking right now, I'm seeing them. And the things that were said to me, I still remember them. Concerning ministry. Concerning the purpose of God for my life. Concerning the call of God on my life. Concerning the assignment that God has for me. I still see them clearly in my mind. I do not despise them. I do not forget them. I take them serious. And all the prophecies that have gone before on me concerning the purpose of God for my life, I've seen all of them, all of them fulfilled. They've all been fulfilled. They've all been fulfilled. So brother Paul told Timothy, don't forget because there is direction in tongues plus interpretation. As we study further, we will see the place of inward witness in tongues and interpretation. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 12. 1 Corinthians 2 12 and 13. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. So the things of the spirit compares with us. We are spiritual. So, we are identified in the things of the spirit. The man of the spirit is identified in spiritual things. So, there is direction in utterance, especially those in ministry. If you are in ministry, you have been committed, you are growing, you are learning how to minister in this church, don't despise prophesying. Don't despise tongues and interpretation. They are tied to it. Timothy, the prophecies that went before on you. And you must remember there is a graduation in the things of the spirit. In Acts chapter 2, they spoke in tongues and prophesied. But the prophecy details were not relevant. So they gave us a summary. That they spoke the wonderful works of God. So the content of their prophecy was always praise. When you prophesy, an unbeliever's secrets are made open. That's another level. You understand? That's another level of prophecy. Not just praising God and all of that. Now you are bringing clearly the secrets of men's hearts. That is stepping up in prophecy. So that means tongues can go as deep as it should in application. Tongues can go as deep as it should in applications. And the day of Pentecost, when they spoke in tongues, some said, these men are drunk. And then some said, they are speaking the wonderful works of God, which will inspire praise. In Acts chapter 8, when Philip went to Samaria and Peter and John came, we don't know the content. We only know that Simon the sorcerer said he saw that the Holy Ghost was given. 
We don't have much to say about that. In Acts chapter 10, verse 45 and 46, they spoke with tongues, they magnified God. Or, they spoke with tongues, magnifying God. In both instances, they spoke the wonderful works of God. But notice, in Acts chapter 19, verse 6, there was more definition. Acts 19, 6. Put it up for me. Acts 19, 6. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. So this carries much more meaning. That is, they spoke things. Remember, these folks were speaking in tongues for the first time. Though I can say this without doubt, in proper hermeneutics, Acts 19.6 cannot be said to have happened like that. In proper hermeneutics. It's a continuum. They seem to speak better. It could take a while. Okay? Acts chapter 2, same day. Acts chapter 8, not much. Acts chapter 10, same. But Acts 19 seems to be a function of Paul staying with them. So it appeared like there was much more they did in Acts 19.6. They did more. They prophesied. There was much more content in their interpretation. You know, sometimes when people prophesy, you can feel the depth. Thou saith the Lord, my people, my people, my people, my people, I am with you. That's a level. That's what? A level. Thus saith the Lord, you've been speculating and you've been procrastinating. I have spoken to you not once, not two, not three, not four concerning that matter. Now arise and carry it out. This is the time. My grace is available. That's another level. That's another level. Says the Lord, you've been planning to make that life-changing decision on that issue. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Look at it again. Says the Spirit of God. That's another level. Ole, Malola, Karada, I am the Lord. I am the Lord. I am in your midst. I am here. I am here. That's a level. <laughs> Isn't that a level? There are people that are happy to hear that the Lord is here. But there are people who know that the Lord is here. So let your prophesying go into depths by constant practice. You grow. You grow. He said, then the secrets of the man's heart is revealed and the man will fall down and say, the Lord is here. That's a level. A level that will make somebody fall down. <laughs> That's a level. Glory to God. I say, glory to God. Why will there be more content? 
Paul said, desire it. If you are full of desire and practice, you will have depth. When Paul talked about desire, he was talking about utterance gifts. They wanted it. Of course, you will not want something when you are you will want something when you are told, when you are taught. Acts 21 verse 4. Look at it, everybody. Are you learning something? Acts 21 verse 4. And finding disciples, we tarried there seven days, who said to Paul through the Spirit that he should not go up to Jerusalem. They said to Paul through what? The Spirit, that he should not go up where? What is that? Direction. Supernatural utterance. Don't go up to Jerusalem. How will you talk to someone through the spirit? Eh? Tongues and interpretation. See where they landed. Don't go to Jerusalem. Why will Paul say, I am going? Because he has said earlier, I'm going. Look at Acts 20.22. Acts 20.22. And now behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. He has already said, I'm going. I'm going to Jerusalem. So those folks spoke out by the Spirit. That there was problem. Then they now said in their perception, the one the Spirit spoke is that there will be problem. Then their perception said, don't go. The revelation is that there will be problem. Their own perception is don't go. They knew now that Paul shouldn't go in their perception. Now that's where we're going. How to be able to know which one is spirit and which one is a man's perception in that message. Are you following? Advanced class, ne? Eh? Advanced class. Eh, that's why there's a no too much noise. Some of you are just looking at me as if I'm speaking Greek. <laughs> because I told you, you can't listen to this series without listening to basics of direction, following the inward witness, leading and perceptions, plan purposes and pursuits before you come here. It's not your fault that you didn't listen. But while listening to this, go and look for it. So you can catch up. If you're clear, say I hear you. I'm not hearing you. Say I hear you. Can I hear a good amen? amen? Now so, where is the inward witness in the utterance gift? That's our destination in this teaching. So they said to him by the spirit, don't go. Paul said, you guys, leave this matter. I have to go. So they prayed. Look at Acts 21 verse 8. Acts 21. And the next day we that were of Paul's company departed and came unto Caesarea. And we entered in the house of Philip the Evangelist, which was one of the seven, and abode with him. And that is where they met Agabus. And he was the most, almost the most definite in the whole talk. Because, you know, Agabus said, the man that has this schedule shall be bound when he goes to Jerusalem. He didn't tell him, don't go. He just told him, this is what will happen to you. But Paul had already decided, 
whether they are whether they will buy or not, I'm going. So there are depths to walking in the things of the spirit in this context. Just like the first folks, they will have misled Paul by the spirit. You didn't hear that. They will have done what? They will have misled Paul. Because they say there will be trouble. Don't go. Paul said, no, I'm ready to go. Then Agabus said, the man that has this ghetto, when he goes, he will be bound. That's all. But Paul was already ready to be bound for the sake of the gospel. So there's more in speaking. Paul said, when you speak in tongues, desire that you may interpret. Desire that you may interpret. So when you are speaking and you desire interpretation, out of desire, you have interpretation. Interpretation is not going to fall from the sky. It's going to come out of your desire. Every time you speak, desire to interpret. The more you keep desiring to interpret and you start interpreting before you know it, you'll be interpreting without issues. Do you understand what I'm saying? It starts with desire. It starts with desire. Let him that speak in tongues desire that he may interpret. First Corinthians 14, 1 Corinthians 14.1 as I begin to round up. Are you blessed? 14 verse 1. Fall out charity and desire spiritual gifts. But rather that you may prophesy. Desire to prophesy. Desire to prophesy. Acts 14, 12 and 13. Acts 14, 12 and 13. And they called Barnabas Jupiter and Paul Becurious because he was the chief speaker. Next verse. Then the priest of Jupiter, which was before their city, brought oxen and gallons onto the gates and will have done sacrifice with the people. Next verse. No, not Acts. Not Acts. I'm reading. You're not putting the right scripture for me. No wonder I couldn't factor it out. First Corinthians 14, 12 and 13. This man is doing interpretation of tongues without taking permission from the tongue speaker. Even so ye, for as much as you are zealous of spiritual gifts, Seek that you may excel to the edifying of the church. Next verse. Seek that you may excel. 13. Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. Desire. Seek to excel. Pray that you may interpret. All that will come from you. It's not coming from the spirit. Interpretation of tongue is going to come from you. Out of your desire. Out of seeking to excel, to go beyond tongues. Pray to interpret. Desire. Out of all that action, interpretation will come. Interpretation will come. Look at 1 Corinthians 14, 39. Wherefore, brethren, covet to prophesy. Covet. Give me the Amplified. Amplified. Acts of 1 Corinthians 14. 39. So to conclude, my brethren, earnestly desire and set your hearts on prophesying. Set your heart. Make up your mind. I will prophesy now. Set your heart on it. And prophesy. Amen. Set your heart on it and do what? Just like you spoke in tongues. You set your heart on it and you spoke. Set your heart and prophesy. Covet. 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 
to prophesy. Desire to know the content of tongues. Desire. That, that's what it means to convert. Desire to know the content. Where you go, Mambre Nengra Nangro Dosakele de Baba, Membra Nana, in your spirit, this decide to uncover what you are saying and uncover it. Yeah. Uncover it. Uncover it. Where do we receive interpretation and perception? In our mind. In our understanding. In our minds. In our understanding. Look at 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue. Speaketh not unto men. But unto God. For no man understandeth. How be it in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Verse 4. 1 Corinthians 14 4. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifieth himself, but he that prophesied edifieth the church. So take note. When I speak in tongues, I speak unto God. No man understands. When I prophesy, I speak to men. When I speak in tongues, I am edified. When I prophesy, I edify the church. So when I interpret tongues, I edify the church. When I speak in tongues, I edify myself. When I prophesy, I edify the church. So, to edify the church, I prophesy. To edify myself, I speak in tongues. Is it clear? Somebody say, I speak in tongues. Somebody say, I prophesy. Somebody say, I interpret tongues by the Spirit. Amen. When I speak in tongues, I edify myself. When I prophesy, I edify the church. Amen. Upon my spirit, upon all flesh, your sons and daughters shall do what? Huh? They shall do what? Are you tired? The sons and daughters shall do what? Who shall prophesy? Who? Who shall prophesy? Who prophesies here? Somebody say, I prophesy. Say it again, I prophesy. Say, I speak in tongues. I interpret tongues. I prophesy. I didn't hear a good amen. Stand on your feet. Galebodogos. Say it again. I speak in tongues. I prophesy. I interpret tongues. I didn't hear a good amen. Turn to your neighbor say, I speak in tongues. I interpret tongues. I interpret the tongues I speak. I speak tongues and I interpret. So that you will be edified. Say, I will speak in tongues now. I will interpret it so you will be edified. Say, I will speak in tongues. I will not stop there. I want you edified. Therefore, I will interpret it. Amen. Say, I interpret tongues by the Holy Ghost. 
Can we pray in tongues for a few minutes? Those of you online, on television, on radio, those of you watching on social media, pray in tongues, pray in tongues. We're all going to prophesy right now. We're all going to interpret tongues. Tongues and interpretation. Ziza zozo zobiana katole de baba. Membranda dolo do bombre na katolono mos. Latola na mambre gedeja kele de baba baro godozo bila na mamangle de boro koto sekele na maya. Yeah, go ahead. Mandolo do bobo. Le grena gagale boro kotu sakala na mana. Le gro do jokolo do babre gadada dele de bobo boro kotu na kalina mamama. Le gro do zokolo do babra gadegele na mamane. Nangro do zokolo do babre gadasho kolo do boro kota na kalia. Oh Jakaya, oh Jakaya, oh Jakaya, oh Jakaya, oh Le Gradangro de Zocolo de Babra Gadasha Kelenema, Lembra Nangre Gadede Dila Namambra, Rakoto Bele de Bayana Colorabosha Kele de Baba. Oh La Bobo Rogodo Sakaya. Praise your father. I like you to look for somebody, grab somebody around you, grab somebody, get a partner quickly. Let's tongue and interpret and edify one another. Let's tongue and interpret and edify one another. Legrodo zokolo da mamra gadangelene mojakaya agabo zakela agabo zakela agabo zakela agabo zakela agabo zakela agabo zakela agabo zakela. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Pray in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Now go ahead and begin to interpret what you just said. Begin to interpret what you just said. By the Holy Ghost, interpret what you just said. Zezo zo zianata, zezo zo zianata, zezo zo zianata, zezo zo zianata. Angele, agala, agere, akopa, agema, angele, otaba. Go ahead, speak in tongues and interpret. Speak in tongues and interpret. Helebola Brenando Lodobo Sikiara. Speak in tongues and interpret. Interpret for your neighbor to be edified. Glory to God. Once you receive, lift your hands and begin to give thanks. Once you receive the interpretation of those tongues, once you are edified, begin to give them praise. Lombranando Lodobos. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. There are two or three people here that have specific words for, for, the, for people in this house. If you're one of them, come up quickly to me. In your spirit, you, you have understanding. You have, you have understanding by the Holy Ghost some things to say to this house. There are about two or three of you. Come to me quickly if you're one of them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Zekula Marako Tominge. Praise God. Le Kranto Zabrati Abalate For the strength I have given to you for this season and henceforth, run with it because a new day is before you. Run with that strength. E Kabanto Lazia Latonama. Ziato Kabatana, because there are mountains that you are going to bring down. That is why I am releasing the strength. It has already been there already, says the Lord of hosts. Oh, Jacala. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Somebody shout, I receive that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Zabola Katananga. Why panic as if the year is over? Why panic as if you don't know what to do? Why panic? There's no need for you to panic because you have direction. There's precision in you. Yes, that spirit of God in you is perusing ways. It's making you see things that the way you've never seen before. The year is not over yet. Don't give up. The year is not over yet. You see it do it. You see you doing it. You see yourself doing it. That mountain you will climb over it. That mountain you will climb over it. Say yes, the spirit of the Lord. The year is not over. Don't give up yet because I have not given up yet on you. The spirit in you has not given up yet in you. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. There's no generation that has gotten the word of God launched in its time, like now, where the pure gospel is preached. So there's responsibility on our shoulders to make this word known, to not delay, to not be like our fathers who stretched before the truth could reach generations. We have the means, we have the ability, we have the education, we have the reach. So let us not keep it to ourselves. Let us go out and make this gospel known. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Somebody shout glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Um, I hear that there is so much harvest in the land. Like there is so much harvest. Just go out with boldness. Don't just go out with boldness. Don't actually have fear because you don't have the spirit of fear. Well, we have the spirit of boldness. Just step out with boldness because I see so much harvest. Like darkness is going to give way. I see that so much. Like there is light. There is light. There is light because you are the light. Just go out. Just go out. Just go out. Just go out. Whenever there is fear, whenever there is fear, just rejoice in the spirit and say, oh, I have boldness. I have boldness. And you see what God is going to do through you because I see God raising an army full of fire for the word. Hallelujah. Thank you. Praise you. Hallelujah. 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 Darkness, 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 darkness on the horizon and men's hearts are beginning to fail them. Men's hearts are beginning to fail them. Even around you, men are getting confused and men are getting despondent. You've got light, you've got direction, you've got solution. Don't keep it to yourself. The light is not for you, the light is for them. So you go in the midst of the dark world, in the midst of their chaos and confusion and shine this light. 
and let men who sit in darkness see great light and through your light let them come into this light saith God it's not time to fold your hands it's not time to cross your legs it's time to roll your sleeves and get ready for the harvest is ready the people are ready souls are ready men are ready you go in there and put in the sickle and bring in the harvest if you receive that go ahead and give God a praise in this place Give God praise. Give God praise. That doesn't sound like a praise. Glory. Amen. Say, I speak in tongues. I interpret tongues. I prophesy for the edification of the body of Christ. I didn't hear a powerful amen. Are you blessed in the service? Lift your right hands. Father, we receive those words. We receive those words of tongues, interpretation. We receive those supernatural utterances. And we declare clarity of direction for your people. And we thank you that your people are built up and edified to do the work of ministry. I decree that barriers are terminated. I decree that this week you walk in victory. And enjoy all the resources that are yours in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' precious name. And every believer says that amen on an note of finality. Grab your honor offering. Let's give and worship and honor Christ. Before I join Mr. Michael Bush in the next few minutes for ask the counselor now. We give in faith. We give in honor. Our offering is an expression of our honor to Jesus. And to all he has done for us. And to the assignment that he has left for us on the earth. So grab your offerings. Online, the banking details are scrolling. Television, the banking details are scrolling. Radio audience, Mr. Michael Bush will read the accounts for you in the next few minutes. I'd like you to lift up your offerings, everybody. Thank you for giving. In our campuses, we're giving in honor of the world that nourishes and blesses us so that it can get to other people around the world. Father, we rejoice that our offerings are sweet smell before you today. And as we give, we give in faith, we give with joy, and the blessing is upon this house. In Jesus' name. And every believer says amen. Online, television, radio, we're not signing you off at all. We're not signing you off because in another few minutes, we'll be live in the other studio with Ask the Counselor now. Alright? Anywhere on the pulpit to come and drop your honor offerings. Hit the music. Let's do it as we worship and give. Glory Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. He that be in Christ is a new creation. Yeah, the old has passed away. Yes, yes, the old has passed away, and all things. Hey, yeah, he made me new. He made me new. He made us new. He made you new. 
just knew he made us through. I'm a new creation. I'm a new creation. I'm a new creation. In Christ. Sing it again. I'm a new. I'm a new creation. I'm a new creation. In Christ. I'm a new creation. I'm a new creation in Christ. Yes, celebrate Jesus. Celebrate, celebrate. We celebrate. We celebrate. We celebrate. We celebrate. We celebrate. Oh, we celebrate the name of Jesus. We celebrate Jesus. We celebrate. Oh, we celebrate. We celebrate. We celebrate. We celebrate Jesus. We celebrate Jesus. Celebrate Jesus. Celebrate Jesus. I'm a new creation in Christ. Your kingdom investments and your worship offering for this service. Please, we do that quickly. I will get ready to join. Ask the counselor. Your kingdom investments and your worship offering for this service. When you come forth, kingdom investments in the baskets and the offerings right here. Lift it up and thank God. Just lift it up. Give him thanks. We are always grateful, thankful to him for every opportunity we have to give. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you this afternoon. We rejoice at the privilege that we have once and again to give unto the necessity, unto the preaching of the gospel. We thank you because you have enabled us to do this, and we are grateful that you have pleasure in the prosperity of your servants. Thank you for the blessings, and thank you for your grace. In Jesus' precious name. Let the believers shout, Amen. All right, come out quickly and smartly and drop your offerings in here and your kingdom in this Hallelujah. We rejoice in Christ Jesus. Yeah. One. His name is Jesus. I'm but a winner. Filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm a head of his kingdom. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I rejoice in him. I rejoice in him. I rejoice in him. More than a conqueror, more than a conqueror, I'm more than a conqueror, I'm more than a conqueror, more than a conqueror, I'm more than victorious, you're more than victorious, you're more than victorious, 
people rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. I know that I conquer. Rejoice, I rejoice in Him. I rejoice. I'm more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Glory. Please be seated. Let's just push it a little further with Ask the Council or the traditional opening announcements, of course, next on the program. The bank details, uh, especially for radio audience. Power City International is the account name. FCMB's bank number one, 2982-68-2028. 2982-68-2028. And UBA is bank number two, 139-26465. 139-26465. UBA account name remains Power City International. You know, I'm just smiling away um, because there's somebody I met backstage just before coming on air for Ask the Counselor who's looking forward to having a meeting with me. And as I reel out the, the bank names, his bank is not mentioned, and I'm waiting to hear what he would say to me. That's why all the smile. Okay, announcement number two we would take calls on this comeback edition of Ask the Counselor. So I'm looking forward to your calls. Keep them coming when the time is nigh enough and the tide is high enough. On plus two three four, if you're doing from outside Nigeria, otherwise it's simply 0806-800-9939. And you want to send us a text message or two, the line again, plus two three four. If you're doing from outside the country, otherwise simply plus two three four. Uh, excuse me, otherwise simply 703 Six nine one eight six four two, or you send us an email or two to ask the counselor now at gmail.com. For sponsorship, for support, for partnership, just call the program hotline plus two three four again if you're doing from outside Nigeria, otherwise simply O eight oh three two seven five six one oh four or simply an email or two to Dr. Abel Damina at Yahoo.com. Doctor they simply D Arrow, of course. Okay, so we're almost set to launch Ask the Counselor. Just waiting for the big man any moment now. He would be on set with me. But let me tell you that we're back complete with the entire team, the production team, headed by Pastor IJ. Query, put your hands together for them. They worked so hard. Okay, so um, the resident pastor is also in church. Help me welcome Pastor Praise Okon. And then I know the applause will go higher and bigger and better. Mama, Global Mama is also here. Dr. Rachel Gavina. Neptune 3 Studios uh, ladies have just left our presence. We hope that they're backstage just preparing for the next big thing. But let me also quickly say that um, Pastor Ray, all the way from Manchester, this time with the same cold bottle of wine, is still here. <laughs> Pastor Ray is in church. Put your hands together for him. And then, the man for the moment, the man for every moment, reporting live from Kenya, our very own Global Baba, Dr. 
Abel. Damina. The intercontinental Mr. Bush. No, but what is this? Kenyan flag. <laughs> the first, oh, it, the first it it wear it. project it, let them see because <laughs> you're wearing it. The people in Kenya want people to see this. This, this and it's bag. so lovely. It's so it's nice. So they gave me for me, for Mama, and for the Triple J. Absolutely. You know, so I'm looking for a Nigerian one and to uh, add. a Botswana one and a South African <laughs> one <laughs> to add a Zambian one. and Zimbabwean one, one to okay. just keep adding. Adding. Yeah. And very soon they'll be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so nice to see you. So good to see you. Yes, um, I, I think we should just get into yeah. the, the midst of it and um, open with what we always do, a traditional opener, the ritualistic opening prayer. Let's pray together. Father, we rejoice that we have access to answered prayer. And we thank you for the blessings that we have in Christ. We rejoice that the gospel is thriving, the nations are responding, the hearts of men are open to Christ. Veils are falling, barriers are breaking all over the nations. Amen. And the word of God is growing strong among men and women all over the world. Amen. Lord, we rejoice because of the testimonies of total life transformation going on around the world. Thank you for Kwaibom State. And we rejoice that our governor and his cabinet, they are enjoying grace. Amen. This land continues to go forward as we continue to walk in the goodness and in the, in the plan of God for this land. Amen. We decree that the gospel thrives in Nigeria thrives in Aquaibom and thrives around the world. Amen. And we give you praise for making us instrument of getting your goodness to the ends of the earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, Lobaba, we actually spent the night, the last time we were here on the 21st of last month, the 21st of November 2021, we spent the night in Brazil. We'll be starting from Brazil first though. My opening questions. Uh, I don't know, let me start from yesterday. We're driving with my elder brother and very senior friend, uh, the Right Honorable Barrister to Oron, where the uh, Right Honorable Speaker Anakin Bassi's, uh, one of his elder brothers, uh, Sikak, was getting married. Okay, so on the way, as usual, we left about uh, noon, and so we're on Radio Pi Boom, you know, one, we get to excel, we're tuning like that in the car. So one of the men traveling with us, and that was uh, Mr. Sylvester Oko, very top uh, Uran politician, said to me, this thing that Global Baba is doing, when I leave one radio station, we go to another, we go to another, we go to another. When is it going to stop? And I promised him I was going to put that question to you. When would Ask the Counselor, when would Riot Live on uh, 12 hours every day on live radio, Facebook, TV, when would it stop? Well, Jesus simply said the wind bloweth. You can't tell where it's coming from. You can't tell where it's going to. But you keep hearing the sound. So it's everyone that is born of God. No, Baba. Yes. Looks like uh, I can hear this tongue. I can even interpret it. But it looks like even interpreting it uh, gives me more trouble. That I mean. Yeah, the wind just blows. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know where it's going. But, Global, but, but you know. You, you know. You keep hearing the sound. In this case, you know. You know, when we started, I didn't know. Ah. I thought it was one month. Then it became 60 days. Mm -hmm. Then 90 days. Then 90 days. Then 100 days. Then one year. Now one year and a half. We just keep watching God. Okay, so Mr. Sylvester, okay, you've heard that. Okay, Global, so let's come to the second service. Um, you, you're saying something. Uh, you're, you're telling us about edification, comfort, exhortation, all of that. Then you break into comfort. That it does not mean to hug. I yeah. didn't say boom. That was not speaking in tongues. That was that what? No, Umbom is a quiet bomb now. Where did you get that from? Global Pastor Baba? Praise taught me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
Okay, you know, and, and it's so true. When we do, we say boom. Yes. That's how we do. Yes. Global Baba. Hey, Pastor Prince taught me. So you you kept it for this day. Of course, and for other days to come. Okay. <laughs> Global Baba. My final question would be still about what you said today about speaking in tongues, interpretation, and all of that. Can we use interpretation to curse? No. Excuse me, can we use prophecy to curse? Can we use tonguing? Can we use when we speak in tongues? For instance, somebody has done something against us. No. We don't want to pray for, we can't, because it has to be The edify. fruit of the spirit does not have curse. Uh-huh. Prophecy will never go outside the fruits of the spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness. That's why it's to edify, to exhort, and to comfort. Not to attack, not to kill, not to destroy. Because prophecy will take on the character of God, God. if it is from God. And if it is from Satan, we take on the conference. Okay, Global Baba, we have just a little under 15 minutes to play with on this edition of Ask the Counselor. My name is Michael Bush, reporting for duty now live from Brazil. I'm writing to you once again, sir. Today, let me introduce myself. I'm a pastor of a certain church. I'm married and I'm blessed with a baby who is four years old. I've been following your teachings, Global Baba, through Facebook. And I even download videos to watch. I just feel good because I enjoy them. Since I started following you, Global Baba, my spiritual life has not been the same as it used to be, even my understanding of the world. But now the challenge is within my home, Global Baba. My wife is not happy. She has even started standing against me in my messages in church just because I'm now preaching the truth. Sir, I'm troubled in my spirit. I'm not enjoying ministry. I'm not enjoying marriage. I've tried to be good to her, but she's treating me badly. I need your help. What should I do? Should I divorce her? Because we have been talking of this, and she's insisting she's born again. At the same time, she refuses to submit to the truth. I'll be glad to hear from you, sir. Anonymous from Brazil. Well, divorce divorce should be the last thing you're thinking of. So the first thing you want to think about is, uh, pray for her, be patient a little more, and then trust God to send laborers away to harvest her into this understanding. And of course, if there's a spiritual father you both look up to, it will be a good time to talk to your spiritual father about this. Let him address your wife. There is no reason why a wife will discomfort her husband because of doctrine. You know, there's no reason. If you don't believe in what he's doing, kindly just stay clear and let him do what he's doing. Just like it's not going to stand on your way if you decide to worship in a particular way. There's, in the society, there's a fundamental human right where freedom of worship is concerned. And there's nothing stops you from doing your own and let him do his own. However, he will keep, you keep praying for her, tolerate her, be patient with her, let her experience your goodness, your kindness, let her experience your tolerance, and give it a little time. And be patient. That's what you do. Be patient, be long-suffering. Since she's not beating you, She's not hurting you. She's not harming you. She's just disagreeing with you. Just give her a little time. Don't think of divorce. And like I said, you can get a spiritual father to talk to her and advise her to calm down while you're still praying and believing God that she will come to this light. Okay, from the southern part of the Americas, let's go up north now. Hello, Global Baba and the Intercontinental Mr. Michael Bush. My name is Mahuna. I write from Canada. Please, I have a question on Hebrews 9.28. I'm struggling to understand, Global Baba. Is that verse talking to the unbeliever, them that look for him? Does it mean when a person believes, appearing a second time, does it mean Christ coming to dwell in that person at the point of salvation? 
Thank you for all your marvelous teachings. We are all looking for him and he will appear the second time without sin. So, before we got saved, we were looking for salvation. The appearance is post-resurrection. That is what Christ has done for us that got us saved. That's what he's talking to. So, that scripture is for unbelievers who are here to come to the light. Okay, global about from Canada to next door, United States of America, Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's where we come to. Hello, Global Baba. Much grace upon you, sir. I write from the United States of America. I've had so much double-mindedness about the character of God. And I listened to your messages as I was introduced to one of your teachings by a lady. It has helped me so much, especially overcoming sin consciousness. One of the things I'm getting to understand is the issue of the scripture, which many people see as Jesus getting angry with the story of the whip in the temple. I know that God cannot be angry because it is a work of the flesh and also God does not destroy also because daddy I wanted to share something I thought of deeply a few days ago concerning the issue of Jesus clearing the temple. I remember a scripture that spoke of Jesus or that speaks of Jesus, the scripture speaks of Jesus, not living in the temple made with human hands in Acts 7, 48 and then in that same scripture of John 2 which explained how Jesus said for the zeal of my father's house consumes me. So if we think of it, if the father's house is not made with human hands, then the whips being made, he was referring to, uh, he then said, after they asked him who you gave authority to then, from what I was pondering on, that's how he writes, and I'm just reading so, I wanted to ask on the small light I got from you to help me, shed more on it to come to, so that I could come to better understanding. After they asked him, he said, destroy this body, and in three days I'll raise it up. Paul, by revelation, said, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So, Global Baba, was Jesus trying to communicate with the temple clearing what was to happen with his physical body, which is the zeal of the Father's house? Is that God's plan? In that, God's plan has been for him to die and to rise again to free man from sin? God bless you, sir. I would also need a series to understand God's character. Thank you, sir. Religion has really dealt with me. No, no daddy writes like that. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, when Jesus talks about, when the Bible talks about Jesus driving people out of the temple, the Bible tells us the zeal. So it was zeal. He didn't beat anybody. He only overturned their tables, but he didn't harm anybody physically. So he didn't beat them. And he wasn't angry. It was zeal. The zeal of his father's house. That's what it was. Now, in order for you to get more clarity on the character of God, I will ask you to order for our series on the misunderstood God. The misunderstood God, part one, part two, part three, part four, part five. The misunderstood God. That will help fix you out completely where it has to do with scriptures that look like a contradiction of God's character. Okay, quickly, let's get to another continent. That's continent number two on this edition of Ask the Council of Europe. Italy, here we come. Hello, uh, Mr. Bush. I trust the Lord God um, that all is well. I just want to use this medium to appreciate it for the job you're doing in the body of Christ. May God continue to bless you in Jesus' name. I want to thank our Father, Global Baba, who has given the our Father God, who has given our Global Baba to our world, Dr. Abel Damina, at such a time as this. I want to say I love you, Global Baba, for your commitment to the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And prayer that God will continue to keep you and your family safe. In Jesus' name, amen. Go, Baba, I started listening to your messages more than three years ago, and I must confess that my whole mindset concerning the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ has completely changed. The good thing is this. Since I started listening to you, I cannot listen to other preachers anymore. I listen to your message while I'm driving to work 
while I take a break from work, while I'm driving home, when I'm taking my bath and so on. I can't count how many times I listen to your message daily. My whole life has taken a new shape for Christ. I've bought almost all your books that I'm currently also studying. Global by you are a blessing to our world. May God continue to bless you and strengthen you more and more for the task ahead. Pastor Jude, whose is in Italy. Thank you, Pastor Jude, and bless you. We celebrate what God is doing in your life. Okay, um, to Russia next. That's just the second country we take in the continent on uh, the continent of um, Europe. Anonymous. Hello, Global Boy. I would like to thank you for being such a big blessing in my life and that of my wife as well. We have downloaded your videos and we watch them at home together. I call this a miracle because you really changed my understanding of God's word. Each time I minister to someone, the same message they tell me. Your message is different from others. Some say, we have never listened to this kind of message, even though they have spent 10 years and above in salvation. Thank you, sir, for being a great blessing to the body of Christ and the whole world. Amen. That's, That's from good Russia. To hear. That's good to hear. Russia. Keep it flying there. Okay. To continent number three, Asia, Malaysia, here we come. Hello, Global Baba. What does justification mean? Did Elijah and Enoch go to heaven? Innocent Muhaya in Malaysia. Yes, innocent they did. They went to heaven. Uh, Hebrews 11 tells us, you know, by faith, all of them who believed in types and shadows died in faith. And when Jesus rose, they all rose together with him. So, yes, they did. Okay, Global Bar, we're coming to Africa. And what better place to go to than where Global Bar just came from? Hello, Global Baba. I attended the last day with you at Western hotel and i would like to teach i would like you to teach me more on fasting regards ezekiel well ezekiel didn't tell us uh, where western hotel is but we know western hotel is a five-star hotel located on langata road in nairobi kenya so you were there I was there live. Global bar. The intercontinental. And you come back and be sitting like no, this. No, you know this is five star too. <laughs> <laughs> Global Baba. The intercontinental. Yes, so he wants you to talk to him more about fasting. Fasting is self, self-discipline. Discipline. Self-discipline. To help you maintain focus and to help you organize yourself for prayer. And like I've always said, fasting doesn't have to be in the morning six to six. Let me ask all of you in church a question so that everybody will hear you. Help me project when you wake up in the morning, that first food you eat in the morning, what is it called? Breakfast. Who breaks a fast? No, who breaks a fast? The person who's been on the fast. The person who has been, been fasting. So that means every day, whether you're a Christian, a non-Christian, a Muslim, whoever you are, it means every day you fast and in the mornings, every day you break your fast. So fasting is part of human life. Okay, so uh, we need to go. We need to go, but let's just take this last the one. The only from difference here. is that if it has to be a fasting that will benefit you spiritually, yes. you will add prayer so, yeah. and Bible study mm. to it. That makes it complete. Okay, let's take this last one from Kenya. Let's see if we can squeeze in. It's a bit longish, but um, hello, Global Baba. I most appreciate the Holy Spirit in you. For the short time I've listened to your message, I have come to see what I've been looking for the truth. Of the gospel. I must confess the freedom of Christ is here. Global Baba, what I am seeing all around me in places they call church is nothing compared to what the Bible says. Where that's his word. I'm not demeaning them, but what is happening is contrary to the word of God. People do things because they see other people do and teach what others teach, not by the revelation of the word of God. This led me to set myself apart from them. And since Corona had been the message all around the globe, it now helps us to join ourselves with some of my family members to pray. 
We had been going on together for about three months now, and as you know, a prophet can be accepted in his hometown. I have been facing much resistance. I need your support to maybe join you, Global Baba, or help me to start one of your campuses out here in Kenya. I'm in Kenya, Bomet County, and Brian Corey. He leaves a phone number. Well, Brian, we'll connect you with Pastor Jane. She will help to see how to get you, you know, to do what you need to do. Many prayer requests, Global Baba, just um, speak a word over them. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that there is answers guaranteed. So sick bodies be healed. Amen. Those going through challenges receive deliverance. Amen. Receive a miracle. Amen. In the name of Jesus. We decree that those who are believing for certain interventions and certain supplies supernaturally will release it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Father, for answered prayers. And we give you thanks and glory for the manifestation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. It is here. That I consider a fine point to allow this edition of the program. We'll back before you know it. This is Michael Bush on behalf of producer, Pastor IJ Quer and the production team, inviting Global Barber, Dr. Abel Damina, to take us home. The Intercontinental, Mr. Bush. What a day. Can we celebrate, Mr. Bush? What a wonderful time this afternoon. Well, remember that we have a lot going on here. This is the end of the year. Christmas is by the corner. Everybody is talking about Christmas and the end of the year. You know, just make sure you get the gospel across to people. Make sure you share Christ with somebody in this season. Let me also mention that this afternoon we are on XLFM 1 to 3. And then we are on Passion 3 to 5. Tonight we are on Inspiration 9 to 10. And on Heritage 10 to 12. Tomorrow morning, 5.50 a.m. on XLFM. 11 to 1, Radio Aquaibom, 1 to 3, XLFM, 3 to 5, Passion FM, and then uh, 6 p.m. tomorrow, we're back on Comfort FM and all platforms. We love you guys. Always a joy and an honor to serve you the grace of God. Remember, the word keeps growing in this house and the number of disciples increasing greatly all over the land. We look forward to seeing you and serving you the grace of God. And until we see you again, enjoy the grace of Christ and be blessed. Goodbye from Uyo, Nigeria. Amen. This 